<laughs> we don't get to the chance to speak very often, so uh, we hope, we, we hope, that's what I'm speaking on, hope, so that's good. I'm married to the wonderful Jenny down the front. Come on. I'm going to get you to respond for a reason. Because at the end of this talk, I'm going to ask you to respond. So get into practice responding, okay? Yes, Colin. <laughs> We've been married... Oh, no, no. We've been Christians for over 50 years, and we're still learning. We've been married over... I've got to get this bit right. 48 years this year... And we're still learning. This was the lady that led me to Christ. She was the main instigator who led me to Christ. From me stopping at a bus stop when the rain was coming down and uh, I just got my new car, on. it wasn't a new car, a very old car, wound the window down and said, hello, darling, do you fancy a lift? <laughs> I know, I know. And she accepted. <laughs> I, six weeks later, became a Christian. <laughs> Receiving Christ and marrying Jenny are the best two things I could ever have done. If you haven't accepted Christ into your life so far... Today is your day. The devil said to uh, God, I've got him. He's mine. But God said to the devil, no, he's not. He's mine. And as God, the devil says to you, I got you. There's no hope for you. God is saying, you're not. You're mine. Today is your day. Okay. So let's start off like that. In 1 Corinthians 12, uh, Paul talks about gifts. And in 13, he talks about um, love. And then right at the end of the chapter, it talks about 13, 13. He says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Now, this session is all about focusing on our inner world. We know what God has done, but actually we've got to do something. We've got to strengthen our inner world. And I don't know about you, but I used to be able to do one of these. <laughs> uh, but we need to strengthen our inner world so that we can do what God is asking us to do. So... Today, let's hope I can get this right, we're going to talk about hope, cultivating one of the important aspects of our inner world. Right. Now, I would love to say that my hope level has been constant all the way through my Christian life, but I've got to be honest and say it hasn't been. I think my life has been in three sections. 
It's been when I'm really going for God, I know he's with me and I'm with him and I'm reading the Bible and everything's going well. My hope is up here. Then I get to a point where my life is good. Right, good. I can manage this. I've got this. God, it's all right. Get out the driving seat. I'll, I'll sit in here. I can have a go at this. I forget him. My hope, it's a dangerous place to be. My hope level, I don't need hope. I don't need hope. And then there's a time where I'm in trouble. Something has gone wrong. Sometimes my hope's high. If I'm connected with God, sometimes my hope's very low, as you will find out a bit later on. So what we're going to do, and I'm going to have to turn around, so apologies, I made a very silly mistake. I made the lettering so small I can't read it at the back. <laughs> so I'm going to have to turn round and, and look at the... Look, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Don't judge me, don't judge me. All right? So dictionary, this is the dictionary definition of hope. When Hope is when one wants something to happen or be true. Poor. This is wishful thinking. It's like our daughter having a birthday cake, having the candles on it, and blowing those candles out and making a wish. And we knew what that wish was, and she wasn't going to get it because it was going to be a puppy. <laughs> wishful thinking, wishful thinking. The next one is a biblical definition of hope. Uh, to trust and wait expectantly. Ah, we're getting somewhere now, aren't we? To trust. Who am I going to trust in? Who am I going to... Am I going to trust in me? No. Am I going to trust in Jesus? Yes. And wait expectantly. Expectant. Something is going to happen. Something will happen. Not quite sure when, but something will happen. Now, the last one, which is the one I like the best, really, in a way, the future is going to be better than the present. Yeah, hope. And I have power to make it so. Wow, I have power to make it so. So I've got a part to play in this. I have the power to make it so. Now, let's just remember... Hope is a gift from God. But like all of God's gifts, all we have to do is ask for it and he'll give it to us. So what we're going to do today, I'm going to share some scriptures. We're going to share our testimony. We're going to offer you some building blocks of hope. The ones that we've found, because... I came up with a 26-point plan for hope. And Jenny said, you can't do that. <laughs> hope on our journey. And then we're going to look at God's view of this subject. Then we're going to have a time of ministry. And the reason I want you to be involved is because when that time of ministry comes, I want you to respond. Not to me. Not because this, hopefully this has been entertaining and educational, but actually because the living God is here now.
doing stuff. He's already been doing that during our worship time. What a great time of worship that was, wasn't it? I felt the presence of God in a powerful way. Let's give them a clap. Come on. Now, without a lot of hope, uh, with, without a lot of uh, effort, I came up with at least 66 passages about hope. There is about 166 in the Bible. And we're going to go through some now. Uh, and this is what I can't read at the back. So God is a God of hope. God is a God of hope. And I've given you the references there. I'm going to read this one. I may not read all of them. May the God of hope fill you with joy. Whoa. Joy and peace. And as you trust, trust, that means I've got to do something, in him that you may overflow, overflow. Wow, with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my favourite one. That's my favourite one. Number two, hope. Re- oh, I tell you what, I'm excited about being here this morning. Are you excited about being here this morning? Oh, a little, well, this half is quite exciting. <laughs> I'm excited about what God's done in the past. I'm excited about what God's going to do in the future because he's already said what we know the end of the story but I'm excited about what he's going to do with us as individuals us as a church us as a nation I think he's going to do something really really special and we've got prophetic words to prove it prophetic words that we can hang on to so the next one confidence in the fulfillment of his word and promises 3,600 promises in the Bible. Whoa, whoa. If you haven't read them, find them and read them. To make it easy, people have even published books with them in. So you don't have to read the Bible. You can just read the promises. But that's all right. Read the promises. Believers are positive about the future because of our hope is in God. Yes, he will deliver. He will not let us down. The things that he writes down can be counted on. For scripture, it's not like the wishful thinking of the world. Not like the wishful thinking of the world. Um, And there's a reference to that here. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in my own cleverness. I don't believe in the lottery or another person. But I can trust Jesus. I can trust Jesus. And you'll see in our story a little bit later on, we've had to trust Jesus. But he's proved himself every time, every time. Oh, this is believers. Number five, Jesus will come again in glory, honour and power. That's a bit scary, actually, for me. But when it happens... Whoa, what a time that's going to be. I can't imagine what it's going to be like, but it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Are you now more excited? Because your your excitement should be getting even more and more. Just reading these verses. If you're not excited, take these verses away with you and just put some effort into them and let them sink in. Um, Turn the page over. Believers expect to be raised from the dead to raise. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? 
I will have died, but actually, I will rise. I will rise. I've got a seat next to Jesus. I'm going to be there with them. Can you? There's, there's Father and there's a Jesus and the Holy Spirit's going to be there and my seat's going to be there and the, the disciples perhaps will be behind them and there's all the people who have gone before and I'm going to bump into my, my, my heroes of the faith. I'm going to be able to see them. I'm going to be able to talk to them. Wow, wow. <laughs> I can't get too excited. I'm just going um, The last one. We are to radiate joy and be bold in our faith. Radiate joy and be bold in our faith. Wow, yeah, Lord, I want to be bold in my faith. That's why I've signed up to John Barfoot, because I know he's bolder than me, and he's going to make me do things I don't want to do. But it's going to do me good. It's going to do me good. I'm going to be bold in my faith, and I'm going to get to a point where God will be able to use me even more than he is now. Now, our, sto- our, our story we're going to go on to next, I think. Yeah, our story. Now, in the balance sheet of life, we've had a good life. We've had many good things happen to us, and it's been good. There have been the occasional difficulties that we've overcome. We've had difficulties with work. We've had difficulties with me overworking. We've had relational breakdowns with close friends. We've had death of family members. We've had tragic death of very close friends. But the last four, four or five years, it's been a nightmare. With my depression, my ill health that has brought us to our knees, not in prayer, but in despair, and a family crisis, which has completely wrecked us. And I've left... Jenny's going to do this bit, because I'll cry (laughs) otherwise. I'd just like to say that um, on that happy note that you've heard... Um, that uh, we, we will be telling you just how amazing God is. I just want to say very quickly that um, we went on a marriage course a long time ago and one of the things that um, was said to us uh, as we look at our husbands, wives, are you fun to live with? Uh, I just want to tell you that uh, this guy is fun to live with. Um, so anyway, um, the last four years have probably been the most difficult for a long time Uh, and all the things that Colin said are absolutely true Uh, but the question is where do you find hope we've just had some lovely testimonies this morning uh, and we're here to tell you about hope to tell you that hope is where God is hope is the answer as our our lovely friend Judith this morning has so bravely shared with us Um, so where do we find hope in these heartbreaking times of sadness Uh, Well, the answer is always the love of God. There's nowhere else. You can take as many tablets as you like, drink as much as you like, hide as much as you like in anything else. You're not going to find it. Um, And we have to rely on that and look to God for that, even when we don't feel like it or it isn't our day 
Um, and in these times of difficulty, we often don't feel like it. It's not a good day. It's not a good day and can't find a way out of it. But if we can see that God is still there, I have to say that in all that we've experienced, I've never felt that I'm finished with God. I've never thought, do you know what? I'm done with that. I've never had that because I am so certain that it wasn't about me that he kept hold of me. I didn't let him go, but he really kept hold of me. Uh, and scripture talks about that we have a God of the unseen. And in these circumstances where we can't really see what's going on, in fact, we wonder what the heck is going on, scripture talks very clearly about the fact that we live with a God of the unseen. And as a friend of mine said, uh, he's always doing more behind your back than in front of your face. And I thought, yes, I think I can take that as a not quite a biblical word, but certainly something that I could resonate with. And it says in 2 Corinthians 4, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. Can some of those feel like they're temporary? They don't always feel like they're temporary, but they are. Uh, and that what is unseen is eternal. And that's where we're all speaking in different ways this morning, that we've not quite seen where things are, but we do find them. So as a family, Collins told you uh, that we've experienced all those things. Uh, and those situations have changed our lives forever, like some of you have relayed this morning. Uh, it's called me to feel sad, disappointed, all the things that I'm sure many of you may have felt at times. Uh, and there's certainly been times when there's been a lack of hope. Uh, and I've still felt that God's there, but I've just thought, I just don't know how this is going to end up. Uh, I find my way of processing where I am uh, with a journal. I'd love to tell you I write it all the time. It wouldn't be true. Um, but it's in that journal that the treasures of his word and my feelings uh, are reflected, uh, as well as whatever's going on. Um, and I looked back last night at my journal. My journal's quite big and got a lot of stuff in it. And I thought, my goodness me, I've written some stuff here. Uh, and I can tell you, uh, not realizing until now, I'm different. <laughs> things have moved on. Lots of things have moved on. Um, and uh, it's stored there with my feelings as well. And I just want to say a word about feelings. Um, it's natural to have feelings. Uh, and it's what I do with them and how I see them is what matters. Uh, there's a voice in my head that tells me all sorts of stuff uh, when I'm in a very difficult, challenging place. Uh, and I can project all manner of gloom and despondency and help my distress along. It just sort of multiplies. And it's in those times that I had to really grab hold of God in a way and say, this isn't you. This isn't you. It's that other fella, the, the father of all lies. And it can be very subtle. And it can hit us at times when we're not even looking for it. But if it's a bad day, it can sometimes be a hitter. So what do I do? Well, I, I get to God's word. Um, and I start to dig around in there because I know that that's where the answer is going to be, even if I don't feel like it. Uh, it will bring me comfort, uh, and God's help, uh, word will help me where I am. Um, I'd like to add there are times when I didn't feel like doing that, uh, because it would be true. Uh, but we do have a God of hope. We do have a God of hope, and he's held on to me at times when I've just thought, I'm done, I'm done. 
Um, and I know there are facts. We don't deny the facts in our life. They're very real. They're very relevant. We've heard some of them this morning. And they can be crippling, quite crippling, and drain everything out of us. But we don't deny the facts. But what we do want to hold on to is the truth. And the truth is in God's word. That's where it really lies. That's the bit that's going to be eternal. Uh, and that's the bit that brings hope. Uh, and that's the bit that when I looked at God's word, or tried at times when I could, um, I would just go away. We've got a little room indoors. I would just go away in there and I would just cry. Sometimes I'd just sit there and cry. Um, and it's during those times that I looked at the Psalms particularly because they're very encouraging. Uh, and I was amazed at how the Holy Spirit spoke words of encouragement, um, comfort and hope uh, at a moment when I was perhaps at my very lowest. Uh, I, I, there were so many as I look back through, but I just want to read you a couple. Uh, Psalm 130, verse 5, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, <clears throat> I put my hope. And God gave that to me at a time when I was thinking, I'm not very hopeful. So it's so... Um, it's so powerful. You can see God's word just get right into you. And, and scripture talks about uh, God's word cuts through joints and marrow. There it is. Psalm 81 verse 7. In your distress, I rescued you. And he did. So many times. But one particular um, <clears throat> set of scripture that really uh, spoke to me. Um, and I've been reading this for a long time now over the last few years. And it's Romans 5 verses 2 to 5, and it says this, And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we rejoice in our suffering, because he knows that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. <clears throat> and hope does not disappoint. I was living with a lot of disappointment and sadness, things that I had dreamed of, things that I had hoped for in our family, it was a very different story. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. What else do we need? What else is there? What else can come anywhere near that? Now, another point that um, I never realized until we actually got into this, that God spoke to me in circumstances. I'd never really thought about this. I thought, circumstances? What do you mean circumstances? I just, I just want to relay to you that he does. So be aware in those times that, you know, you can be out somewhere, you can meet someone, you can see something. Uh, and my circumstances started to do that with me. Um, and I was, I was very surprised. Uh, I'll just tell you too, we were traveling to encounter a very difficult position and situation following all the, the family difficulty that we had. Uh, I was sitting in the car, Colin was driving, and I was just tears just streaming down my face, very quietly. We had quite a long journey, and I was just heartbroken, I think is the word I could put there. Um, and I looked out of the car window, really not wanting Colin to see that I was crying, um, and a lorry which we passed had on the side of it, this is true, trust is vital. I have no idea uh, what they were delivering. I have no idea who they were. I didn't see anything else that was on the side of the lorry, just in great big letters, trust is vital. And immediately I felt that this was the Holy Spirit telling me to take hold of what I saw. There is hope. There is always hope when we trust in God. 
I was blown away by it. I, 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 obviously, Colin just was like, what are you talking about? But God really, really got hold of me. Um, I, was, I was going to the gym one day. Um, uh, good stress reliever, the gym. Um, and it was at a golf club. And I was feeling very disappointed and sad. Uh, and I was walking into the golf club. And there was something, um, golfers, please forgive me, because I still haven't got the foggiest idea what this means. Um, it said preferred lies. And it just sort of hit me straight in the head. And I thought, preferred lies. I still don't know what significance is, but I knew that I was choosing to partner with lies, with wrong thoughts, with the way I felt, with things I was talking over and over and over. And there was no hope in that because I wasn't partnering with God. And before I got inside, because it was that impactful, I thought, I need to repent. And it was very, very liberating. But I wasn't looking for it. It wasn't something I thought, I'm going to see something here. It was just the fact that I felt the Holy Spirit say, do you know what? You might think I'm not here and I'm not talking to you. I'm always here. And there's always hope. I think probably for all of us, and we've had a wonderful time this morning, worship is so, so important. And that is not one size fits all. I would just offer that as uh, an expression of finding that hope, of looking to God, hearing what's going on. I've worshipped. My singing is dreadful, so we won't go into that. But I can sing quietly on my own uh, in a little room that we have uh, where I can sit and I can cry. Um, some people have called it the crying room when they've come to talk to us. Um, and, uh, and just drink in and breathe in what God's doing and, and through worship. And those wonderful people who are inspired to write it, I, just, I am just filled with admiration. Um, I would just recommend that. And, uh, and I think that's something that I've learned to grow in. The fourth thing, which has been enormously important to us, um, uh, and to us personally and um, together is that we have the prayerful support of friends. Now, a number of those friends are sitting in this room right now and they know who they are. Uh, and I can't tell you how much we treasure them uh, and how much they've given themselves to us over a long period of time. Uh, and they've sat with us, they've cried with us, they've talked to us. Um, I would send them messages on the wonderful WhatsApp system now. Um, and, uh, and we would just be so encouraged knowing that these people were supporting us. Uh, and we, we've, still got, we've still got them. They're still our friends. They're not fed up with us yet. Uh, and uh, they've been wonderful in this very difficult time. I can't begin to tell you. There are others that are not here. They, uh, they may even be watching on YouTube and there are others further afield. But being, being able to be embraced and loved with those people when things were not so good, that was where God also brought us hope. So be brave. There are people out there that love you um, and will want to support you. Uh, and being vulnerable is a risk. But do you know what? It's one of the best risks that you can take. And God will bless it. This is only a snapshot, really, of um, how things went. But um, I've discovered, and I expect others have, that Going on to this journey is not a quick fix. Uh, the verses that I quoted about perseverance, building, you know, patience and perseverance, not fussed about patience and perseverance, um, would like it all just to happen very quickly. 
uh, it doesn't, and I thank God that it doesn't because I've learned so much. And I've found so much more of his love. And this is the, the really good news um, that in these dark times where we've found that there is love never-ending, displayed in all sorts of ways, um, that that journey of hope uh, takes time. There's not a quick fix. I'm really sorry about that. I'd like to say on my behalf, if it's worth it, um, I've never known a quick fix because there's been so much more that I've learned and discovered about who God is. I wouldn't have missed it. I could miss a lot of the sadness, but what he's given to us has been gold dust and still is. This is not the end story. Um, so if you're feeling a lack of hope right now, I want to encourage you most of all not to isolate yourself. One of the key things about finding yourself in great difficulty is to be isolated. And in this spiritual world of, uh, the, of the devil, he wants to keep you in a corner. He wants to make sure that you don't get close to anything other than what he wants to tell you up here. So be brave. If you're feeling you can't share that, go to someone. I just urge you, go to people that love you, that know you. I can see so many people here that love and know us. That you go to them and tell them so that they can help you. So, I just want to give you a couple of things about, you know all the bad news. Um, so how about hearing some of the good news? The good news is that we are now in a place of breakthrough. Uh, and it's been coming for, <laughs> it's been coming for some time. Uh, but we've seen breakthrough in our family. Uh, and we've been really broken hearted about our family utterly broken hearted um, there have been financial provision we did need some financial provision uh, that we couldn't see we couldn't think of how we we're going to get it um, and uh, it came particularly over a legal matter that we were involved in um, and the legal the result that came out of it was so amazing we know that God can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine it was all that times a million and uh, what the solicitor said to us was that the result that we came out with in this legal matter never really happens. Very rarely see it happen. And that's where God steps in and does something completely out of the box. Um, there's been emotional healing, which has been particularly in certain members of our family. Health issues are improving. And last year, God gave me a word in January 21 that there will be a joyful outcome. Now, I have to tell you that last year was probably the hardest year in many ways. But I can also tell you, because I started to get to about September, and I thought, Lord, where is this joyful outcome? Well, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I can tell you in complete confidence that by the time the end of the year came, it was there, and it is there now. Uh, and we're living in that joyful outcome and just giving God thanks and praise so please, if you are in a place where you're not feeling hopeful, I can only say to you, hang on, hang on. He won't let you go. He won't let, even in our darkest, and I've ranted and cried and done all those things, he still loves me. He still wants me. He 100% loves me. So don't give up. We have a God of hope who is the answer.
this is what we've come to believe. With God, always believe that something amazing is about to happen. With God, always believe that something amazing is about to happen. That's our testimony from this difficult time. If you've got time, we would tell you the story. But he did it. Now, the thing, uh, as is usual, we've got a lot more. uh, So be encouraged. Hope was born in a manger, died on a cross and rose again that we might have life abundant. While we wait for him to call us home, we press on in eager anticipation as we serve one another and share about the hope of an amazing destination. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I just want to say one or two little things, then we're going to get to a time of ministry. Um, Yeah, I know. (laughs) she just said she actually said to me you can't go to church with that clobber you've got on you look terrible (laughs) and this time she said to me you're running out of time get on with it Um, so if God's got some hopes and you know what his hopes are for you his could you get the thing out his hopes are for you is that you reach your full potential This is all the biblical verses that uh, justify that. We haven't got time to go through them. And this is me. Cute, isn't he? (laughs) But also, this is you. He loves you. Not only that, he likes you. This is you. But actually, he's got plans for you. And the plans are, this is you. This is you. He has got an upgrade. We went to South Africa with the youth. We, we have. We went to South Africa with the youth and we couldn't get on the aeroplane although they were already on. And the girl said, sorry, plane's full. And then she said these magic words, we have an upgrade. And our message to you this morning is that you have an upgrade. God has got an upgrade for you. I don't care what it is. If you're not a Christian, it's being a Christian. If it's not, you're not baptised in the Spirit, you can be baptised in the Spirit. If it's something that you perhaps want and it's in God's will to give it to you, he'll give it to you. Upgrades are ready for you. He wants... Upgrades ready 